Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode on the Celtic Now and for a podcast. My name is Ryan Crawford. Today we're joined by Robert Boyle. Robert, how are you doing, mate? Am I okay, Ryan? Yourself, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. Obviously, uh, it's a podcast on the uh, recent going on Celtic uh, game against Rangers, and obviously, what's been happening recently with uh, the board, the buying, whatever else. Obviously, all what the Rangers game, um, we're all about six, all about hurting from it. Um, your your opinions on the game, mate, after the game? Um, flabbergasted, mate. I thought we played really well up to sixty minutes. I thought we got a tactics spot on with it. Um, I liked how we high press Rangers and didn't give them time to think on the ball. But I thought, I'm not going to criticise Bobby Madden as such, right? Because I didn't think he had such a bad game. But I thought a few incidences, um, which I'll talk about, um, three minutes in, um, Morelos goes down the back of Jeremy Franklin's ankle. To me, it's a yellow card, possibly a red, because there's no intentions of playing the ball. And it's only intent to hurt a player. Um, the ref didn't see that. And I thought when we high-pressed him and we're in Rangers' faces, he blew for fouls far too regularly. He didn't let Celtic be aggressive in the game. I'm not criticising the guy. It's just how he refereed the game. But to me, Celtic's aggression in it, um, going in at Rangers and not giving him time on the block, he broke it up so many times and Rangers couldn't deal with that. And I just thought he was very cute and giving fouls every time. Like he spoke, Sorrow never once committed a bad foul. And he went up to him and says to him, that's the fourth tackle you've made. So what, you're not allowed to tackle people in football now? I mean, I, I think he got this red card spot on. He could have probably possibly sent Shane Duffy off or just a big clattered on lunch. So I'll not criticise the guy's performance, but that's my opinion on that matter. Um, but I thought we played really well, but 25 minutes in, mate, we absolutely tore them to shreds, but we didn't score a goal, which really gave them belief and got them into shape after that. I mm. think um, if we did score a goal, I think we'd have comfortably beaten two, three or four, um, but we just didn't make a pressure pay at particular moments. I think you've kind of summed up, mate. I, we were very, very, as you say, for... The full first sixty minutes of the game, we were absolutely brilliant. Um, it was kind of like we were watching Celtic of recent years. Um, it was quick, intense. It was there, and as we spoke about with Gerard in the podcast the other day, starting the front foot and what did we do? The ball right the corner, the pressure right on means right away, and I thought that was brilliant. And I think that that did for me. It put the stall for us right away. Um, Edward and Griffiths pushed right up and um, I liked the way Tumble played obviously the line up we were humming and harring who was playing and we couldn't really decide and again Lennon gets it's the only game I think with women we can't really criticise the team apart from when we get the centre half and obviously it changed the full complexion of the game because it did um, there's no denying that and, but I thought Tumble was brilliant um, it was the way they were playing, he was basically playing as a number 10. And as you say, he's a high pressing. What he done was brilliant because he liked Griffiths and Edward Day, the other side, the defender. And it was really good. Um, but obviously, we get beat. So, but I uh, obviously, we were humming and harming uh, there the, the lineup. Obviously, for me, he did get it right. Yeah, I think, um, I think you're right, mate. I think 
Uh, you can't criticise the manager. You really can't. I know a lot of people would probably like to criticise him um, for previous things, but on this game basis, he got everything spot on. There was just, in my own opinion, maybe I've been a bit critical. I thought Christy and Laxalt were quite poor. Um, decision makings and passing range. Laxalt made 30 passes to anybody, um, a 56% pass rate. Like under no pressure. To me, Tringpong wasn't outstanding, but what he did do is he got at people, and I thought Christie could have just supported him a wee bit more in that sense, because he had the beating of the other two, getting down that line, Kamara and Barisic, for pace, um, and I just think Christie could have supported him a wee bit more, and you could have got more joy, and I think Laxell just didn't do enough on the left-hand side for me um, to justify it, but that's probably me just really picking at things in it, um, just because we didn't get the result, really. I kind of agree with you when it comes to, especially Christy. I, I thought he was, the way he was playing, he wasn't involved in the game. Um, I, think he, I don't think the diamond suits him at all, but he was kind of, but he did do a lot of dirty work, but I do agree with you when it comes to that. Him and Laxalt gave the ball away too much. Um, and obviously, Frimpong, I don't know why he can't close the ball. His final ball killed us. Um, he was very good. Bradshaw's got past him brilliantly. But the final ball is just... I didn't, I didn't really play it wide, but when I was younger and I played it wide, I was always told you hit it between the post and the middle. You hit it there. If the forwards don't get there, that's their fault. Tough titty. You need to do your job. If you get the ball in the boat, you've done your job. Um, but there's just... It kills us. It's not just kills us that game. It's kills us for most of the season. Um, but again, you're kind of nitpicking things because we did play really well. Um, it's very frustrating that we did play that so well up to the card. And I think always kind of, but we all kind of probably thought the same thing when the red card happened. We're not going to win this game now because you've seen the mindset. I know that a red card can totally change mindsets and games and. Our mindset just totally went, and um, the shape went, and just it was hard to watch how we went for that to that within fucking two minutes, three minutes. People would say that it wasn't a red card, or to me, are just talking garbage. But that's just my opinion. Um, I feel like if Beaton and Ayer were playing closer together, and Ayer could have made up the ground than I, but. I felt they were too too far apart. Um, and the ball was a good ball down the line. It was curling in the way. If it was just going down the line, then aye, I would have seen the point. But for me, your two centre-halves should never be more than 15 yards apart. Um, they mm-hmm. were 20, 25 yards apart. Um, I know we were. it was a lax old stupid pass down the line, which then gave it to McGregor. He gave it to Tavernier. Then Tavernier just dinked a ball down the line. And big beaton shouldn't have dived in and get turned like that. Even if he broke the guy down just like, if the guy's turned, he's just broken down just like a, a foul. But rugby tackling him and dragging him to the grounds to me is desperation that he's ruining you. If he broke him down just with a, a tackle, it might not have been, you know what I mean? Because he's that far away from goal. But when he's spun and he's heading towards goal and he drags him down and it's, in my opinion, it's a sending half. If it happened at the end, if he didn't get keen at I'd be screaming my head off. So I can't really grumble on that, Martin. I didn't think Beaton had a bad game up until that. Mm-hmm. But it's a lack of concentration that we've been we've had all season really in the back line. Um and Beaton hasn't a centre half, we've got to remember that. He's a defensive midfielder who's getting asked to do a job at the back and that's what happens when you're again we've not got a centre half to play in that position. I I says I'm probably <laughs> It comes to the red card, the only reason I was maybe saying it wasn't because see if it's the other end, is that a red card? I'm being honest, people are people are saying it's conspiracy. I'm no I'm being honest. See if it's at Rangers end, is that a red card? I'm I'm being honest, I don't think it is, I think it's a yellow card all day. I don't have, because I know we win again. It's just I don't why people gonna go eyes oh, a conspiracy. I'm just talking for fans, different fans' point of views. Um, if that's at our end, is that, is that, 
me personally, people might say you're biased. I don't think that'd be a red card at that other end. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I'm still... Uh, 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 it's a red, but I'm like... I, I, I can see why it couldn't be because of how wide it was, but again, it's, as you say, a few podcasts go, football's all about opinions, and I don't... I'm still... Again, but it's even though that's... We've had the red card. Um, it's... The team shouldn't derail as much as it does, in my opinion. You've still got, you've still got the back, you've still got most of that team on the park. So you, all you've got to do is, I was just about, I just went to a feet the back, and just kept. Yeah. I, I don't know why I took Griffiths off. I want it's probably the only criticism I can take. I understand. I understand. I understand. Tumble was maybe tiring, right? But at that time, you still had. You were still had the you still had the upper hand, obviously the red card, but the only that's probably the only criticism I can make of Lennon was the subs. Um I kinda you go back to when we got a man sent off against Rangers when Rogers was a man it was two each. He put Eduardo on and took a defender off, I think, and we went and won the game. It was positive. I'd even I, I, I was watching with my dad and you're saying you've got to keep me two up front. You've got to keep me two up front. And then he, within a minute, man, and wow, oh, Jesus. And then I think it sunk into me that we weren't going to win the game. It was just playing for a draw, which is understandable. But that's just me from my point of view. Uh, I don't know what other fans thought, but yourself, Rob. But for me, I just thought it's maybe the only criticism I thought was we could have went positive because we had to win the game. I, I, I'd have rather lost the game and try to win the game the last 25 minutes and just try to defend? I feel he never expected it to happen. And I feel mm. in games like that, you should always have a plan B for things like that happening. He never had mm. a plan B. He went, oh shit, what do we do? Well, we'll get Brown on in the midfield and we'll get Duffy on at the back. To me, you're just then conceding that you're not going to win the game that you just want a draw. In my opinion, that's what he's went for. He's went, right, We'll just try and we'll get beat. We'll go for a draw. But let's be honest, we're no good at defending. So why not just go and attack? Our best defence is attack. So we can have set it up, as you say, as a free at the back. Um, and maybe bring the wing backs just a wee bit further back. Mm-hmm. Um, we could have done that. We could have, we could have went with a winger as a full-back, like, say, Johnson, down the wing. Because he would have had the energy because he'd but that time it's 65 minutes. You know what I mean? So he could have done that just to try and get, like when you're in the attacking sense, that he's going to get gone at people. But um, I don't know, mate. He just, to me, as you say, he, he went for a left or that. He kind of went, oh shit, and didn't think that we would have went and beat him. It's, again, you could probably say it's maybe a downfall because we should have been. You've got to score when you're on tap. Um, we should have obviously McGregor saves, world class saves. People are saying, if it wasn't for McGregor, end of the day, McGregor's a good goal. He's a world to me, he is a world class goal. He's superb at 30 year old to make these saves. And end of the day, Foster done that last year for us in the League Cup. So you can't really say it. And that's what they're paid for. That's what they're paid the top dollar for. So you can't really complain. Um, it's just, it's a sick, it's, I think it's a sickener just because of how the game panned out. Um, I just, I just thought the first half were brilliant. It was quick, and I, even at half time, I thought we got into the second half, and it was the same. It was the same way. Rangers didn't look at stone. I don't care what anybody says. Rangers, Rangers didn't have a, Rangers. I've just thought again, it was going to be a mistake because they didn't. I think they cut us open maybe once if that. Um, we were hanging, hanging and and tackle. Um, mm-hmm. That was about that in the first half, but. As I say, they tried to come at their usual Rangers and come at us, and for 25 minutes, they never had an answer for it. But I think when they knew we were on tap, they kind of got into a shape and just kind of mm-hmm. made it hard for us to break them down because we didn't, as much as we, we were all possession and all that, I think we only had about three or four good chances mm-hmm. out of the so many chances that we created. We never really had anything spectacular because we found it hard to break them down. We didn't have width to get down the wings to get good crosses in, which against criminal, but you might be just being critical of things, you know what I mean? Because we did play well and you can't complain in that sense, but we didn't create enough 
golden opportunities in my opinion. As mm-hmm. much as we had a lot of possession and a lot of a couple of cracking saves, but we didn't carve them open as much as we should have in all that possession, I feel. I as we all know, in football you need to you need to score with your own tap because anything can change, like we've seen with a red card, but it's just I think you're you're probably hurting because of how well you did play. Um, I, a lot of people I've seen on Twitter and I, I did listen to the phone in the night. I don't always do it, but I did listen to the night and it was just like some fans were saying they were surprised. I wasn't surprised how we played because that's the way we can play. It's just we've just not done it all season. Um, but I do agree with I can't mean the guy's name that phoned in, but he did say, he says, the players need to take a look at themselves. He says, how can you, I do agree with him, how can you turn in that performance, fight, desire, hunger, if get forward, hunger, if tackle and fight for your team, but no date the rest of the season? Uh, uh, how can you turn up for the game that you should be turning up? Well, any game you need to turn up for. And then you're kind of fleecing the fans. And I do agree with the, the players. They need, the players they need to take a, a look at themselves and go, how do no day at the rest of the, the first half of the season? Well, there's... We've never really had a settled team. And the two guys we've spoke mm-hmm. about on numerous occasions, the Tumbo and Sorrow, I thought, to me, Sorrow was the best player in the park. Um, he was brilliant at just patrolling that midfield. Um, up to get two calf. To me, I thought he was excellent. He just, he didn't give one Rangers midfielder a time on the ball and he brushed them all aside time and time again. The referee just knew that that wee guy was in their faces and they didn't like mm-hmm. it and he kept you know, warning him and I'm going, what are you warning him for? He's no once went maliciously into somebody when he got booked. Aye, he was a wee bit late, but to me, he was outstanding. He just got the ball, he moved it quick. He was just patrolling the midfield any time somebody broke. He covered the ground and he made it life easy for the centre-halves. To me, he was brilliant, but Tumbo was excellent just in the 10 role. He was getting on the ball, he was confident, he was moving it. And I think these two guys are the key to making everybody else tick when about them. I think that's the difference. If they were in the team, as we spoke about previously, sooner, we might not have been in the mess we're in the now. That's the full facts of it, in my opinion. Aye, definitely, mate. Um, we spoke about it the last few weeks, and a lot of people have been speaking as well about how 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 is it just taking Neil Lennon now to realise that they're actually good football players when we don't know much about Saul, right? So we can't really say how we should know the team, but obviously we know why he should he should have been a team because he's he's been brilliant every game I've, I've seen him play. Um, Tumble. Scored 15 goals or so last year in the SPL with Motherwell. So, if that's what he's doing with them, what can he do with us? And I think he's brilliant. I think they two have got to, have got to be mainstays. They've got to be mainstays now, barn injury. Um, as I says, we admire Scott Brown, what he's done for Celtic, but he's, he doesn't deserve to play now. Um, we've got to manage him now. If it is playing once every few weeks, then so be it. Um, it's a big one in now at the end of the season. We can't... As we've spoken, there's no time for sentimental reasons. Uh, play your best team, and I think that maybe is the best team. Maybe one or two changes apart. But apart from that, going on the rest of the season, obviously we don't know what's going to happen in January. Players are going to get sold. Are we going to buy players? We don't. We've got a clue. But the game as a whole, it's just it was hard to. You're finding it hard to pinpoint any failures until the red card, and then you're just it just totally derailed. But as we spoke about Duffy came on, see when he came, I mean you were the same as any other fan. What a signing, solid, no nonsense, just heeds the ball, kicks the ball, defends, and then you could up here and it's just, it's failed from, it's a pains me to say, but that when he came on the other day, that was a guy, it's long confidence, just wanted to put a marker down and it just, it didn't go right, it's just, I think you can see why Beaton did play, maybe. Um, but again, Beaton playing. Beaton's a better footballer player with the ball at his feet. You seen that? Yeah, I, he tried to do a pass out in the right hand side, and there was two select players there, and they passed it in between them. He Ryan Kent, and I went, holy fuck. That was the hardest pass of the freedom, and he, he managed mm-hmm. to pick him out. But he was under no pressure whatsoever. To me, that's just, he can't, he's not a football player, mate. I don't. As much as you say, he's a select support and everything else, but. 
to me, he's, he's absolutely dreadful. It's, I don't want to say it, but I'm having to say it. He is mm-hmm. past poor. The game of football up here is too much for him. He's like, he's turned into your Joey Barton. Mm-hmm. He came up here with all this high potential, high caliber player. Always got to do that, and it's just failed dramatically. To me, my only opinion is we're wasting too much money in players now. So, Elanusi, cut the loan shot, send him him. Duffy, cut the loan shot, send him back down. And Laxell, cut the loan shot. To me, if you can do that, if there's anything in the contracts, do it because we're wasting money now in the league. In my opinion, is not over until it's mathematically over. But probably 80% of the Celtics are going to tell you it's finished. So we should be in a situation now where we've got to identify a, a manager. He'll not come into the end of the season. We all, we all understand that because nobody's got to come in now and hold ourselves up to what's happening um, and take somebody else's flack, more or less. So to, in my own opinion, the manager's got to be identified now. They've got to speak to him. They've got to... Ask him to watch Celtic to note the end of the season, identify the players he needs, where he thinks he's gone wrong, get all that in place for the start of next season because, again, we're just going to make previous mistakes that we've made the last four or five years. You're going to get to European qualifiers. I'm not saying it's going to be the Champions League, by the way. Um, and this, you don't sign players, you gamble every season, and it's just failure after failure after failure. So what they've been doing for years isn't working, so now they've got to try a different approach. To me, it needs to happen now, behind the scenes. That's my own opinion on it all. Aye, I'm full with you there, mate. Uh, we definitely need to start preparing. As much as I'm like you, I won't concede the league until it's over. It's going to be very, very fucking hard. Um, we'll need to go on a mad run again and just hope Rangers slip up. Again, a lot of fans are going to say, it's finished, and then you're you're kind of you're clinging on to hope. It might not be because the way Rangers done the last two years or so, they've came and they've totally fell away. You're hoping that happens again, and we go that we've been doing stem to stem first of January. We just need to. It's going to be like you you don't you know what to try and be argumentative. Not it's going to be very very hard. We know that. Um, as you said, eight percent. It's probably it's probably done, but I'll never say it's done until. It's totally points that you can't admit. Um, but when it comes to, but when it comes, as you say, when it comes to recruitment and the manager, we, we've been crying out for, I think, since even with Dyer, I think after Dyer, for centre backs, even yeah. when we had Bernat and uh, Shevchenko and we had Jozo and whatever else, we always sold one and then they buy it and we didn't replace it. We sold Shevchenko, uh, Shevchenko and then bring him more in. We've let, let Jozo go, then they replace him. It's just, well, we're saying Duffy, but you've still, you've only got three centre backs, really, Julian, Ayer, and Duffy. So you can't go and you can't play 60, 50 games a season, whatever it is, with three centre backs. That's just not possible because centre backs are going to get injured. Uh, Ayer, touch wood, to be fair, I thought Ayer was superb. I think Ayer's been one of the best players all season. I think he's, he's going to go away someday. If it is Milan for 15 odd, I think he might be the guy that actually saves you for maybe if you do, if you don't qualify, you've got money to back you up. But again, that's the board been silly, been no recruiting, and I think that's been a problem for years. Whereas it's, I think ever since I've can watch the Celtic, as you say, is it's dilly dallying to the to the qualifiers. Or maybe if we get through here, we'll then we'll sign a player. And we don't we date everything last minute and. It's, see the players that have not qualified the year before what makes you think they're going to do it again you've got to always you've always got to plan for the future um, but I've seen what they do I'll be I think Salzburg or Leipzig one of the two I've signed three guys for like Mali or something three young guys because they know in three or four year time they're going to be belters and they're, they're always planning who young boys get fucking released at 15, 16 and don't get a sniff I understand in these leagues they're getting better training, maybe no better training, but they're getting better, they're playing with better players and a better surrounding, blah, 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 and they can prosper better. But if you're good enough, for me, if you're good enough at any age, you should obviously, depending, 15, you can't play really, but 
It's 16 when you're, when you're full time. If you're good enough, you should be given a chance. That's just my opinion. Um, we don't give guys enough chance to actually put themselves there. Um, but when it comes to, to as you said, about, about, there you go, there you go. To be fair on that, that Ryan, I don't know many players that have been released for Celtic that have went on and been better. So mm-hmm. they must, they must and know something. Obviously, we say mm-hmm. we don't give players chances, but nine times out of ten, they never going to make any better in their career. So maybe their potential is there, but they're wasted talents for a young age, and they don't get. You know, it's, you get through stages of your career. Um, well, you could be the hottest prospect in the world at six fourteen. By the time you get to 16, that just dies a death because you need to be next stages of career and playing against better players as you get older. Um, as your body develops and stuff, you still need to develop, develop, develop. And hunger, a lot of it's down to hunger, um, mm-hmm. desire to play and get better. So in that sense, yeah, you're right. We maybe don't give you a chance, but where do you give you a chance? Because nine times out of ten, we're right when that. Maybe we'll just know getting the right players in young enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we're no good at developing players very we've got obviously Tierney, I, McGregor and that through the youth and um Forrest. But we pay two million pounds a year on youth development, um, which is probably below most teams at the latter's budget in Scotland. Mm-hmm. So to me we should be constantly producing decent youth players, but it this doesn't seem to happen often enough. I say that I probably could be a bit critical there, um, but it's just I just feel like sometimes like the wee boy doing barely right. I don't know what's happened behind the scenes. I I don't know anything about it, right? But Lenny's saying he's no physical enough. But if you're good enough, surely you're good enough. I I, I don't understand because I I know football's changing now. It's all about like strength, fitness, and blah blah blah, and sports science. So it's got a lot to do with, but. I, I just think the wee guy, I, again, we don't know what goes behind the scenes and you, you could be right, it could be his hunger, you might know, it might not be trained hard enough, we don't know, that's, well, us fans, we can, it's all about opinions, we don't know what goes behind the scenes, but when, when it comes to recruitment and I think, take, take away the youth, but the, the recruitment side of it, it's been terrible for years, um, I just spoke about get, getting the new manager in, get him in now, Sign whoever it is you, you need to go and get, go and get him, talk to him, uh, get it in because we can't wait to the end of the season and then go uh, three or four weeks later. Oh shit, we're still got a manager. Celtic can't do that, um, especially if Rangers. Deal behind the scenes in now, Ryan, for the start of next season. Mm-hmm. It's got to be done now. It doesn't need to be released to any precedent, Matt. It should be in house at Celtic. Just say, for instance, Eddie Howe, right? Eddie Howe's got to be right, Eddie. We'll give you a budget of twenty million. You sign me as we'll give you forty grand a week. You'll get twenty million, but you've got to tell us where you need to strengthen and what sort of tactics you're playing. Like mm-hmm. a Brendan Rodgers type of guy again comes in and just structures a full club, does it tap to boat and does everything right. Um everything's just got to be back to that way. You can't turn around and tell us we're a Champions League elite club and and put all this out to the fans and we're going to do everything in our power. Well, to me, you went for a Premier League manager to a Scottish fucking championship manager mm-hmm. um, and they winning. That's just my opinion on it. I don't think... He was good for the three months um, to come in to take care of Rodgers, but he was never the guy to take us to the tent. And it's not quite right. I'm saying that that's, see, that's just see my opinion. See, when you say that about Wellington, man, see when we won the treble, right? I've never felt so deflated in my fucking life. I think a few fans have said that. Um, some fans are all pro Neil Lennon, Neil Francis. Listen, what Lennon's done for Celtic Football Club is unbelievable. And we'll never ever forget it. As a player, he was a, he, for me, he was a very, very underrated football player. I thought he was really good at what he'd done for Celtic. As a manager, he's brought us success, some some laws. Um, but he shouldn't have. He was only there as a stopgap, and as you say, the board didn't have a plan B to go and get somebody. And the fact that Lowell came out and said they didn't interview people, and for me that is just it's ridiculous, and it's a big fuck you to the fans. The fans are paying money, and you're no getting you're no getting your just rewards. That's their job. He can pay sixty whatever grand a week, 
that's his job to do that. That's his and Bankies and Desmond's. That's their job to sort out. I'm going to just no, talk I mean. about Rogers on this one, right? I know every mm-hmm. cunt goes, oh, he's a fucking rat, he's this, he's that, right? But to me, <clears throat> what Rogers done when he came into Celtic was he got to take Champions League twice, right? 60 odd million pounds. He sold Kieran Tierney for 26 <clears throat> million pounds. He sold Stuart Armstrong for 8 million pounds. He sold Dembele for 20 odd million pounds. He made Celtic a lot of money in a short space of time. And that's the rewards where you get with a great manager. And I've heard the rumours, like people telling you, is that he used to speak to the French boys in French. He can speak five or six languages. He used to sit in with headphones on, learning languages and all that. To me, small things like that just make him an elite manager. And I heard somebody that knows somebody at Celtic Park, uh, don't mention any name stuff, um, says that he's an absolute nightmare to work under. It's a ground staff member. He says he just wanted better and better and better. And I'm like, to me, that's what a elite managers are about. Don't mm-hmm. sit on your lawns. Every bit of detail needs to be better, and every day you need to improve. Whether people agree with that or no, but that's what you want in an elite manager and that elite football club as well. We feel that we are, but I just feel the the board bang on about we're a Champions League club and we're this. Well, you've got to have Champions League standards and you've got to have Champions League manager and a Champions League playing squad. You can't pretend all this and bang on the drum and say big sponsorship deals with Adidas and. We're a Champions League club and we'll get disco lights in and we'll do the Celtic way. Because all that doesn't mean it to me if the team mm. on the park and the management aren't as good as what they want us to be. So to me, you can't go and get a mediocre manager um, to take a team to the Champions League because nine times out of ten it will not work. And that's where we're failing. And the recruitment side of it, we went for, a, no saying he's a Champions League scout, but John Park was getting success in a lot of areas. Now, We've downgraded, and you can see the effects of the scouting system. The youth system has felt to fuck and all. Players are want to leave. A lot of them are just, we're not producing players, which we should be doing. To me, there's just so many millions that are come getting squandered in a lot of nonsense and shite, and that's the effects are. Probably the board as well have got a lot to blame because they always felt Rangers are just a... Uh, you know what I mean? They didn't take them serious enough. They were no. kind of arrogant in their thoughts towards them because like they thought of two years in a row. Like a sitting duck type, basically just sitting there waiting to get hammered all the time, basically. They were just sitting there for us to just take care of them and take care of them and take care of them. I, they just thought, I don't think they took them very serious um, in all matters. Rangers, they didn't take them serious or either they're or they've got a cut of results. I they've done this, they've done that, but we've wiped the flower them every time and we've won the mm-hmm. trophies and they've faltered in January. And I think a lot of it's done to our board being naive. And probably a lot of fans are naive in it. And probably throughout the club, we've just been arrogant in our approach to the 10 as well. Because what they've done is, as a group, they've went, identified players, spent whatever they've had to spend, get these players in, and they're all doing, they've, they've realised what, to stop the 10 is to them and they've went about their business and done it right I will not agree with it but they've done it mm-hmm. and right now they're right on the cusp of doing it whereas we've been naive and stupid in how we've done it and the signings just hasn't worked whereas they've identified players and their signings have worked that's just my opinion on things how it's all came about when you're talking about Rogers, it's 100% right mate um, I've watched these snippets about him I've heard bits about him everything he was always in at fucking like seven, half seven in the morning, detailed training, everything was for the tea lady to the board. He was in full. We need to get somebody, we need to get somebody in who's in full authority of the football club, the football side, no, no the money side, the football side. He deals with transfers, he deals with recruitment, he deals with fucking training, he deals with everything because see the noise that's coming from above, all, the, all that shit. I, I know for a fact that People call me that, right? I don't. I've I, I, for the first week or two, I was like, "Oh, can't believe he's away." But see, now I understand why I left because the board wanted. There was two targets, obviously, money side. I don't know if we could afford them, right? But 
but he targeted two players at Celtic. It was a boy, Justin, and Castagna, the right back at Leicester, and he, uh, for, for Atlanta and Justin for Luton. And he highlighted him for Celtic before he left. Couldn't get him, and he signed him for Leicester. And look at him. Fucking brilliant players. I think Celtic were quoted, I think it was nine or ten million for the right back for Atlanta. I think Celtic bad five. I don't know if that it was just paper talk, right? And I think he went to the aim for like 20 million, right? You see, at the time, if Atlanta wanted 10, see if Atlanta wanted 10, fucking pay the 10. Get the guy you want. None of this paying one million pound for. Aye, none of this paying one million pound for Jack Henry, one million pound for Gamboa. I'd rather get a top quality player that's got a massive impact than three or four players that may get one lucky it's going to turn up. Um, Rogers for me was brilliant. Uh, uh, people can slag the guy all they want, but he's for me he's one of the best British managers about in coaches in hundred percent. He's top level. Um, can we get that again? I don't know. Was that a one half we got him again? That's up for discussion. But very, very the standards as you say have dropped. The fucking the board to, the, to everything. Um, it's just I just feel that that was a team because obviously. We'll obviously talk about what's happening with Dubai you now. They went to Dubai because they were successful, they were beating the rivals, they won every trophy possible, and it was like a two or three week fucking break. So they visited their family, they went to Dubai, and then they came back. That's a totally different situation. My mate texted on that man, so he did, mm-hmm. and he said that he's, he was hanging his own, it was all two seconds, and I'll go through it to you. He just says, um, Is people saying under Rogers that the players went to Dubai and were drinking, so what's the big deal? But the fact is, under Rogers, the standards were high. We're running riot every week, opportunity. Um, it doesn't sit well with me that all the money we spent on them this season and the shit that has been served up and rewarded with a holiday to Dubai on training camp slash piss up cunts should go to a holiday in Seaton Sands. That's what my mate company text me. Um, no, it's it's a it's a failure, and I, I said I said it to my daddy after the game. I can't believe they got to Dubai after this, because it's it's a modern failure in my opinion. See, at any level, of football, right? pandemic, we can't get the house to see fucking family members that they managed to get earlier. I mean, I, I don't mind them having a beer, right? Because people are pulling their phones at every opportunity, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I take to be a modern football player just with the the lives they need to live and everybody videoing you and photoing you every opportunity but they should they shouldn't be rewarded to go to Dubai no especially in a pandemic see mm-hmm. if that's the case send them to Russia or Siberia into a winter training camp and make mm-hmm. them work their asses and be prepared go into the sun yes, I understand the, the government says it's allowed right fair enough right but that doesn't mean that they need to go they don't deserve to go. We've been 19 points behind. We've been out of fucking Europe, pumped in the Champions League. We've been beat off our rivals twice, beat off a cup. It's just, we've, if everything that could go wrong this season is totally went wrong. And free people get a pin. Aye, free. Aye. The, the League Cup won it. And the, aye. The League Cup, um, the Champions League, and the Europa League. So, and see the fact that I understand fans are going to say, I, I think it should go. Right, fair enough. Fans are going to say, no, they shouldn't be gone. We've all got opinions, right? But morally, it's wrong. As you say, you can't go and see, you can't go see one of your pals, you can't go see your family. I'm going to work, I'm coming home, got to work, coming home. Season ticket holders, you can't go to the game, you're paying £600 for a season, but whatever it is, you're paying for fucking tracksuits, training gear, strips, and then they've got to Dubai, and you're sitting here like, we're paying for fucking shitty fucking screens to watch you. That's shite. Yeah. And then you wait to buy. I understand the human beings, right? They've got to bond as a team. They've got to train. I totally understand that they've been going there for years, for a few years. It's understandable. But the circumstances have changed this season. We've been very, very poor. The league's no one. They're not a cup. We've been totally, I mean, and it's a global. It's a global situation now, which is horrific. Um, I understand the players get tested all the time. It doesn't make a difference. Um, the board, <laughs> what, the, the happens, bo- what happens, Ryan, if some of them catch COVID earlier and uh, 
you come back and then we kind of play two or three games because five or six of our squad end up with COVID. How much uh, an absolute uproar will that cause? Because people are already pissed off with the season. People are already pissed off at how we've been as the management, the players, the board, everything. And they've had every right to be pissed off, as you say, because we're sitting in the houses, can't we get to games, can't we do it, and paying all our money that we probably could be spending on better things in a pandemic and family reasons. Um, imagine if something like that happens, they come back here with COVID and you have to fucking null and void uh, hang my games. Because the government will just go, ah, nah, the SFA, mm-hmm. nah, that's their fault. They've travelled to Dubai. So that's the end. They've lost two or three games. Um, they've lost two or three games because they'll have to gear them up because there'll not be enough time to finish the league. How much an uproar is that going to cost? You know what I mean? It's just uh, pure stupidity. It's very, it's very stupid. For, as much as it's been booked, not, you can cancel it. They don't need to go. Um, as you say, they're paying probably well a lot of money because the buy's no cheap. Paying a lot of money to go to there. And I, I understand they've got to get a break, right? I totally understand that they're human beings. They've got to get a break. But it's the circumstances are different. Can they not just give two or three days here with their family and then go and train at Lennox Town? Which, I, my opinion, this one's on fucking Sunday morning. Uh, it's when it's Sunday morning. You run to the run. Monday run, Tuesday, defending set pieces. Dane work to improve you. I understand going to Dubai, better sun. It, it's going to, it's improved in the past, but it's a different situation this year with us. It's gone, it's gone outside of football. Um, after a few of my Rangers fans texting us, oh, what about your club? No, I'm like, listen, that's out of my control. <laughs> I'm no Celtic. We can't control what the club do. We've got our opinions on it and we know it's more than wrong, but we can't, we can't say, we can't do it. We're just as fans, and, but as you said about the forties, right? That's one thing that I, I, I know I can have. I've sent a few defaults about saying, "Would you make this boys not?" It's wrong, but they're doing. But see, as you say, society these days is gone, mate. People are just totally bang up their phones about any situation. I've never, I've walked past Rangers boys in town before. I've never took out my phone and go, "Oh, he's out of town," or he's. Uh, that's not the first thing. I don't understand. See, I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to talk well here. But you get annoyed with stuff like that, do you know what I mean? It's very, as you say, the football player these days, it's totally, it's totally different. But on the other hand, the full thing's happening through this season, the standards, as you say, with Rodgers, I know we're going back and forth here, but the standards for Rodgers to know, for the outset of the fans, it's just a, it's a disgrace. Transfers, recruitment, players want to go, the park's a fucking disgrace. Everything is just, everything that could go wrong is went, man. Oh, tell me about it, mate. Um, just as you're, I know we're going back to the game, which we totally forgot about, but see the defending for the goal, um, the goal we conceded, an own goal, or the same. As Fringpong's Martin Aribo, who's six foot one, six foot two, doesn't make sense to me. There's nobody on the two posts which doesn't make sense to me. You've got Edward five yards out for the front post, but he manages to run out the road. The goalkeeper kind of comes across to mark that area, but then readjusts his cell, and it just, there's no communication in the full defence, in the full setup. It hits McGregor. People will say, oh, you can't blame the goalkeeper, but to me, the goalkeeper's never done it right if he came in. I don't see it that he offered mm-hmm. yet. Um, I'm wanting the guy to do well. It's no through disliking the guy or anything like that, but he's attempted to try to make a save. But that particular goal was, to me, just like pathetic, in my own opinion. People will say, oh, but he had to go down to the front post and readjust his cell. And aye, but if a good goalkeeper would have screamed at somebody to go on the front post and then he could have stood in the middle of his goals, to mm-hmm. me, he's no vocal enough in that sense. Um, and every week we just concede goals for corners. It's just atrocious. Last year, we played Rangers at Celtic Park and Katic scored a header in at the front post. A year down the line, we're still doing the same mistakes. That, to me, wouldn't happen under Rodgers. But it's happening under, obviously, Lennon. Um, just, I just find it baffling how we can... We're 
defensive setup and how we defend corners and stuff. Week in, week out, the same things keep happening. We keep defending defensively. Can he deal with corners coming into our box? It's just terrible. It's just terrible, in my opinion, mate. As I say, with Rodgers, we did concede goals and blah, blah, blah. Europe, we did get a few bad results. But defensively, in the league, we were sound. Um, a few, a lot of fans used to criticise Boyata and Simonovic. But see now, I'd fucking take you two back in a minute. There might be a point. Um, as much as Simonovic had his, the Copenhagen situation, blah, blah, blah. Ferenc Varos, he wasn't the best either. But... On his day, I thought Simmons was all right. He was still a centre-back you could bring in when you needed a player to come in, like the new. We've let him go. It's a free agent. and didn't bring anybody in. Um, but all season, the defence has been... I don't understand. We've all played... Maesties who watch Celtic or listen to podcasts and blah, blah, blah. We've all played football, right? It's no hard to defend a fucking set-piece. It's no hard. See, see if it's drummed into you at the date training. I think it was... I think it was George Graham at Arsenal. I think he used to spend, but I don't know if it was an hour or two hours a day on shape and set pieces and train, just defend the shape. I was, how can we not do that? Surely if you're practicing something, you get better at it. In any walk of life, yeah. if you practice something, you get better at it. Um, that's of just course. fucking life. So now Why not bring a defensive coach in? There's a lot of things that's just in it. It's... You're trying, you're trying to talk well about Celtic and you're trying to talk well for fans and it's just very hard to talk well when this is all happening because you get yourself, kind of, you're passionate about Celtic and you're not used to, I think it's the standards of that because you're not used to, let's be honest, we're not used to getting beat when it comes to the league. We've seen a lot of success. Um, we all know in, in general walk of life, ties turn. That's natural. We may accept it. Rangers could win the league. And then going one, two, three, we just need to accept that. That's life. But the way it's folded and the way it's gone for the board, there's a pure disconnect for the fans to the board. And I think it's, it's obvious in it to all the statements yeah, they keep and oh, this and that. The fans are supportive. And what I were supportive of the team, but we're not supportive of you. We've got to back your manager because your manager's there, but we don't want them there because he. Like, for talking sake, Stephen Robertson, they've lost a few games at Motherwell. He's probably spoke to the Motherwell board, listen, again, I don't know anything outside, he's probably went, listen, I've probably took you as far as I can. Che- cheerio. Best, best luck in the future. Bayern Munich sat the manager a few years ago, I think. Dortmund have sat the manager. PSG, Southern Europe, sat the manager because the things are not going well. And our managers won 2 and 14 or 2 and 13 games, whatever it was, and still on a job. That's not, that's not a club, if we, as you say, if we want to be an elite club, an elite Champions League club, that can't happen. No, exactly. Um, no, no, it'll be very interesting to see in this pandemic whether Peter Lawwell takes his bonus this year. Because see if he takes his bonus, to me that is the biggest shithouse that you could ever accept in football because there's a charity called Kano Foundation who go to sell it park take underprivileged kids but they need mm. to buy their own season books and Celtic actually charged them this season to for their season books um, which I don't agree with um, obviously they've laid staff off in pandemics which I don't agree with so it'll be very interesting to see if Peter Lawwell takes his bonus which he takes every year um, at Celtic because if he does Deserves to be hung outside Celtic Park, in my opinion, if he does in a pandemic when there's people struggling to put food on the table. Um, but I just think <laughs> that's probably somehow just sum up their season. You know what I mean? I will take six hundred five hundred pound off his families and everything, um, but when it gives him a big bonus for what I do not know. This is because the Rangers game we've spoken before, but it's there's merit to. The season and the Rangers game, we can review and look at it all we want, but again, it just shows you again some of the faults we've got. It's just for me, it's just for the board level. See, when we won the eighth title, we have all the board know, everybody knows in Scotland, we think since five, six in a row, all we've spoken about is a ten. Ten in a row, ten in a row. We've been fucking eight, 
seven or nine yet. Because we, I always say, see if Rogers was a manager, Tim was a certainty in my opinion. It was an absolute certainty that the league was going to be won every year. The last year I thought again, won the league, I thought, right, 10 for me is still a goer, but we need, to, we need to sort things. But it shouldn't have been last season, it should have been... manager for one season, right? And back him for that one season. That's all you would have needed. But it's... As you say, it's arrogance for the board as well. They just thought they had to turn up and it would have all went plain sailing, I think. I think that's been that all season. I think he's, he was expecting... See, apart from the game on Saturday where we did look good and the team as a whole were playing well. and Right. And I gave me down score. But for the games before that in the season, you were kind of... I think he was just expecting... Somebody to bring something like a magic. There was no, it was, it wasn't like a tactical genius. It wasn't a, a sub It wasn't. It was just like, like going to do something. That's how when he's talking about like your guys like the Cham Brown, all the guys who've been playing for the last few months before obviously it changed. I understand the trust, say guys, but listen, the trust for me is away now. You've got to play guys like your sorrow, your tumbles, and whatever. Stick with the guys who have been playing well and stick them because. I know we're going around a bit here, but it's very hard to... It's just went from the board level to the players, the management, selection. Everything is just totally standards. It's just trapped. And as fans, is, listen, if, if we don't win the league, which we're probably going to know now, it's going to, it's going to hurt for years. Let's not beat about the bush. Uh, fans, can, fans can deny it or they want it. It's going to hurt. It's going to be a long Let's summer. The season books here enough, next year, Ryan. <laughs> There's enough pandemic if we're still in the stadium next year. I reckon the season book sales will dramatically drop. Um, mm-hmm. And even if you're in the stadium, I think they'll drop dramatically. I'll I'll never no support set, I'll always go to the games, but I think it'll just piss a lot of people off to go, fuck it, I'm not going back. Um, mm. and if there's enough pandemic, people might not afford to. So what state could we be in then as a club? Money-wise, do you know what I mean? I think this is why I've always says that we had to win this. We had to get the 10 because, listen, people can talk about how good Rangers are. We know that they're doing well this season, but their financial strengths tell you they're struggling a lot of shit. If we win the league this season, it cuts them out again, a lot of income. They would need to have sold players, which means they'd have weaked them in that department. Obviously, gave them money for players, but it would have weaked them that side, uh, the European, it would have been a, a qualifier or so mayor to qualify for Europe, less chance of qualifying for the Champions League, the money that comes to win the league and whatever else. They gave us, for me, I think Celtic fans were going, right, if you want to 10, if you lose in our two or three leagues, right, fine, fuck it, we've done what we've set out today the last few years. We've done nine years of hard work. Nine years of hard work. And within, what, five, six months? It's totally derailed. Because mm. see, we're talking about the recruitment, right, and the manager, right? See, when we stopped, the league was won in March. Was it March when the we stopped on it? No. Right. How can obviously you can't go and watch players? I understand that, but how can you know identify if as a manager or a a strategic for players? Then why do you need to wait to fucking the end of the base of the window to start signing your players? Mm. It's it's very frustrating, man. It's. But that, it, again, it doesn't surprise you, does it? It doesn't surprise you one bit. Doesn't it, mate? It all needs to change. It's as simple as that. It all needs to just get ripped apart and restarted from top to bottom. But will they do it? No time will tell, mate. It's going to be a big building job, isn't it? Uh, no matter what, if you win the league or no, it's going to be a massive... Because guys like your and Charms are probably going to go. Your Edward's probably going to go. Ayer's probably going to go. Um, guys like that, McGregor. Again, I, I thought McGregor was brilliant Saturday. <laughs> Talk about him there. I thought he was superb on Saturday. He was getting the ball forward and he was playing. But guys like that, they'll. Who says they want to stay here? You know what I mean? Four yeah, qualifiers yeah. for Europe. Ain't no big guarantee Europe. Oh, fuck, I'm away. It's just, it's, yeah. it's a big spiral. Everything's spiraling down the, the way, which I'm not used to seeing. Um, a lot of fans I know you've just seen from my, my age it's, it's very because you're brought up with success it's hard 
to see what's been happening because you're too you're, you're very very used to it. Um, but as you say, he's made the the tap to the bottom. It's got to get the standards need to get put up back in because the standards are under there. Uh, that's it, Ryan. It just needs to me the the building job should be starting now behind the scenes, but non Celtic it will start to the summer, but then it will be. Again, you're gambling in Europe. But again, you don't know when a manager will come in. Surely there should be a manager identified in it and spoken to and agreed in principle. Um, and then the guy should be scouting players or a head of recruitment should be scouting players and saying, this is where we think we need to strengthen. That's what the, man- the new manager should be speaking about. Where it is their Zoom calls, if you can't get me- meeting face-to-face with the guy. You know what I mean? Um, we don't know. Anyway. But I think whether we win the league or no, this season the board or the fans a hell of a lot more than what we're keen them. Um, and the players in that matter, they owe the fans more than what they're giving. But we'll just need to see what happens after this Dubai trip shambles and go for there. Aye, just need to kind of play by year. And obviously we're playing... Habs next week's fucking again every game now is just a big game now. Um again you just go to Aberdeen and you're like, oh Aberdeen but Aberdeen Aberdeen fucking the hot and cold, so you don't know what Aberdeen's gonna turn up. Um but again we just need yeah. to focus on ourselves and just win and just hope if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Um we just need to yeah. obviously keep a bit of listen to what we all know it's gonna be hard. We're no stupid. Um guys are Guys that know football know it's going to be very hard, even though for me, again, I don't know if I'm biased, I still think it's a very average Rangers team, but as you say, they're both into the manager, they're both into the formation, they're both into what it means to win the league this year, they're both into the fans, the fans know what it means. What we have been buying into for years, uh, they've been they've been prepared uh, to start the Um Again, but I think we showed, obviously, our flaws for defence, but we showed how average they are. The Saturday and what we yeah. can do. But again, again, is it this season where, again, listen, we kind of criticise the far lost a game, the far exceeding goals. So it's very, for the onset, it's very hard to criticise them. So, but we just need to do what we need to do and just hope, <laughs> the laugh of the gods, something, something happens. I will. That's that, isn't it? It's now every single game you need to win and hope. They have one bad result that turns into a disaster, or they get revamped with COVID, which they've never done. Um, Everything's went in their favour this season, which could have went in their favour, but we have no help matters in that case, so that is what it is. It's up to you. You're just going to need to take it on the chin, is what's happened. So it's a new year. We just need to try and get positives in and keep going and try to go about our business and put as much pressure on them as we possibly can. That's all I can see is needing to do. And on that similar note, mate, we'll end it there. Because it's been a... You don't like talking about how bad things are, but it's things when they iron out, especially when it comes to the board level. Um, obviously, playing sides go to take a lot of criticism, but again, we could talk about the board and every week because this season's been a shambles. But thanks for your time, mate, uh, Robert, and... That's us this week in Celtic now and for our podcast. And I'll see you again, Robert. Thanks a lot for your time, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.